Volume Two, Part Five, Chapter Three of Doctor Wardle's School by Anthony Trollope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three: Amour in the Cool of the Evening. The doctor went up to London and was told by his lawyers that an action for damages probably would lie. Amour in the cool of the evening certainly meant making love. There could be no doubt that allusion was made to Mrs. Peacock to accuse a clergyman of a parish and a schoolmaster of making love to a lady so circumstanced as mrs peacock no doubt was libellous presuming that the libel could not be justified he would probably succeed justified said the doctor almost shrieking to his lawyers i never said a word to the lady in my life except in pure kindness and charity every word might have been heard by all the world nevertheless had all the world been present he would not have held her hand so tenderly or so long as he had done on certain occasion which has been mentioned they will probably apologize said the lawyer shall i be bound to accept their apology no not bound but you would have to show if you went on with the action that the damage complained of was of so grievous a nature that the apology would not serve it the damage has been already done said the doctor eagerly i have received the bishop's rebuke a rebuke in which he has said that i have brought scandal upon the diocese rebukes break no bones said the lawyer can you show that it will serve to prevent boys from coming to your school it may not improbably force me to give up the living i certainly will not remain there subject to the censure of the bishop i do not in truth want any damages i would not accept money i only want to set myself right before the world it was then agreed that the necessary communication should be made by the lawyer to the newspaper proprietors so as to put the matter in a proper train for the action after this the doctor returned home just in time to open his school with his diminished forces at the last moment there was another defaulter so that there were now no more than twenty pupils the school had not been so low as this for the last fifteen years there had never been less than eight and twenty before since mrs stantiloup had first begun her campaign it was heartbreaking to him he felt as though he were almost ashamed to go into his own school in directing his housekeeper to send the diminished orders to the tradesmen he was thoroughly ashamed of himself in giving his directions to the usher as to the redivided classes he was thoroughly ashamed of himself he wished that there was no school and would have been contented now to give it all up and to confine mary's fortune to ten thousand pounds instead of twenty thousand pounds had it not been that he could not bear to confess that he was beaten the boys themselves seemed almost to carry their tails between their legs as though even they were ashamed of their own school if as was too probable another half-dozen should go at christmas then the thing must be abandoned and how could he go on as rector of the parish with the abominable empty building staring him in the face every moment of his life i hope you are not really going to law said his wife to him i must my dear i have no other way of defending my honour go to law with the bishop no not with the bishop but the bishop would be brought into it yes he will certainly be brought into it and as an enemy what i mean is that he will be brought in very much against his own will not a doubt about it said the doctor but he will have brought it altogether upon himself how he can have condescended to send that scurrilous newspaper is more than i can understand that one gentleman should have so treated another is to me incomprehensible but that a bishop should have done so to a clergyman of his own diocese shakes all my old convictions there is a vulgarity about it a meanness of thinking an aptitude to suspect all manner of evil which i cannot fathom what did he really think that i was making love to the woman did he doubt that i was treating her and her husband with kindness as one human being is bound to treat another in affliction did he believe in his heart that i sent the man away in order that i might have an opportunity for a wicked purpose of my own it is impossible when i think of myself and of him i cannot believe it 
that woman who has succeeded at last in stirring up all this evil against me even she could not believe it her malice is sufficient to make her conduct intelligible but there is no malice in the bishop's mind against me he would infinitely sooner live with me on pleasant terms if he could justify his doing so to his conscience he has been stirred to do this in the execution of some presumed duty i do not accuse him of malice but i do accuse him of a meanness of intellect lower than what i could have presumed to have been possible in a man so placed i never thought him clever i never thought him great i never thought him even to be a gentleman in the fullest sense of the word but i did think he was a man this is the performance of a creature not worthy to be called so oh geoffrey he did not believe all that what did he believe when he read that article did he see in it a true rebuke against a hypocrite or did he see in it a scurrilous attack upon a brother clergyman a neighbour and a friend if the latter he certainly would not have been instigated by it to write to me such a letter as he did he certainly would not have sent the paper to me had he felt it to contain a foul-mouthed calumny he wanted you to know what people of that sort were saying yes he wanted me to know that and he wanted me to know also that the knowledge had come to me from my bishop i should have thought evil of any one who had sent me the vile ribaldry but coming from him it fills me with despair despair she said repeating his word yes despair as to the condition of the church when i see a man capable of such meanness holding so high place amo in the cool of the evening that word such as those should have been sent to me by the bishop as showing what the metropolitan press of the day was saying about my conduct of course my action will be against him against the bishop i shall be bound to expose his conduct what else can i do there are things which a man cannot bear and live were i to put up with this i must leave the school leave the parish nay leave the country there is a stain upon me which i must wash out or i cannot remain here no 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 said his wife embracing him a mow in the cool of the evening and that when as god is my judge above me i have done my best to relieve what has seemed to me the unmerited sorrows of two poor sufferers had it come from mrs stantelope it would of course have been nothing i could have understood that her malice should have condescended to anything however low but from the bishop how will you be the worse who will know i know it said he striking his breast i know it the wound is here do you think that when a coarse libel is welcomed in the bishop's palace and treated there as true that it will not be spread abroad among other houses when the bishop has thought it necessary to send it me what will other people do others who are not bound to be just and righteous in their dealings with me as he is amo in the cool of the evening then he seized his hat and rushed out into the garden the gentleman who had written the paragraph certainly had had no idea that his words would have been thus effectual the little joke had seemed to him to be good enough to fill a paragraph and it had gone from him without further thought of the doctor or of the lady he had conceived no idea whatsoever somebody else had said somewhere that a clergyman had sent a lady's reputed husband away to look for another husband while he and the lady remained together the joke had not been much of a joke but it had been enough it had gone forth and had now brought the whole palace of broughton into grief and had nearly driven our excellent doctor mad amo in the cool of the evening the word stuck to him like the shirt of nessus lacerating his very spirit that word such as those should have been sent to him in a solemn sober spirit by the bishop of his diocese it never occurred to him that he had in truth been imprudent when paying his visits alone to mrs peacock it was late in the evening and he wandered away up through the green rides of a wood the borders of which came down to the glebe fields he had been boiling over with indignation while talking to his wife but as soon as he was alone he endeavoured purposely endeavoured to rid himself for a while of his wrath 
this matter was so important to him that he knew well that it behoved him to look at it all round in a spirit other than that of anger he had talked of giving up his school and giving up his parish and had really for a time almost persuaded himself that he must do so unless he could induce the bishop publicly to withdraw the censure which he felt to have been expressed against him and then what would his life be afterwards his parish and his school had not been only sources of income to him the duty also had been dear and had been performed on the whole with conscientious energy was everything to be thrown up and his whole life hereafter be made a blank to him because the bishop had been unjust and injudicious he could see that it well might be so if he were to carry this contest on he knew his own temper well enough to be sure that as he fought he would grow hotter in the fight and that when he was once in the midst of it nothing would be possible to him but absolute triumph or absolute annihilation if once he should succeed in getting the bishop into court as a witness either the bishop must be crushed or he himself the bishop must be got to say why he had sent that low ribaldry to a clergyman in his parish he must be asked whether he had himself believed it or whether he had not believed it he must be made to say that there existed no slightest reason for believing the insinuation contained and then having confessed so much he must be asked why he had sent that letter to bowick parsonage if it were false as well as ribald slanderous as well as vulgar malicious as well as mean was the sending of it a mode of communication between a bishop and a clergyman of which he as a bishop could approve questions such as these must be asked him and the doctor as he walked alone arranging these questions within his own bosom putting them into the strongest language which he could find almost assured himself that the bishop would be crushed in answering them the bishop had made a great mistake so the doctor assured himself he had been entrapped by bad advisers and had fallen into a pit he had gone wrong and had lost himself when cross-questioned as the doctor suggested to himself that he should be cross-questioned the bishop would have to own all this and then he would be crushed but did he really want to crush the bishop had this man been so bitter an enemy to him that having him on the hip he wanted to strike him down altogether in describing the man's character to his wife as he had done in the fury of his indignation he had acquitted the man of malice he was sure now in his calmer moments that the man had not intended to do him harm if it were left in the bishop's bosom his parish his school and his character would all be made safe to him he was sure of that there was none of the spirit of mrs stantiloupe in the feeling that had prevailed at the palace the bishop who had never yet been able to be masterful over him had desired in a mild way to become masterful he had liked the opportunity of writing that affectionate letter that reference to the metropolitan press had slipped from him unawares and then when badgered for his authority when driven to give an instance from the london newspapers he had sent the objectionable periodical he had in point of fact made a mistake a stupid foolish mistake into which a really well-bred man would hardly have fallen ought i to take advantage of it said the doctor to himself when he had wandered for an hour or more alone through the wood he certainly did not wish to be crushed himself ought he to be anxious to crush the bishop because of this error as for the paper he said to himself walking quicker as his mind turned to this side of the subject as for the paper itself it is beneath my notice what is it to me what such a publication or even the readers of it may think as for damages i would rather starve than soil my hands with their money though it should succeed in ruining me i could not accept redress in that shape and thus having thought the matter fully over he returned home still wrathful but with mitigated wrath a saturday was fixed on which he should again go up to london to see the lawyer he was obliged now to be particular about his days as in the absence of mr peacock the school required his time saturday was a half-holiday and on that day he could be absent on condition of remitting the classical lessons in the morning 
as he thought of it all he began to be almost tired of mr peacocke nevertheless on the saturday morning before he started he called on mrs peacocke in company with his wife and treated her with all his usual cordial kindness mrs wardle he said is going up to town with me but we shall be home to-night and we will see you on monday if not to-morrow mrs wardle was going with him not with the view of being present at his interview with the lawyer which she knew would not be allowed but on the pretext of shopping her real reason for making the request to be taken up to town was that she might use the last moment possible in mitigating her husband's wrath against the bishop i have seen one of the proprietors and the editor said the lawyer and they are quite willing to apologize i really do believe they are very sorry the words had been allowed to pass without being weighed nothing beyond an innocent joke was intended i dare say it seems innocent enough to them if soot be thrown at a chimney-sweeper the joke is innocent but very offensive when it is thrown at you they are quite aware that you have ground to complain of course you can go on if you like the fact that they have offered to apologize will no doubt be a point in their favour nevertheless you would probably get a verdict we could bring the bishop into court i think so you have got his letter speaking of the metropolitan press oh yes it is for you to think dr wortle whether there would not be a feeling against you among clergymen of course there will men in authority always have public sympathy with them in this country no man more rejoices that it should be so than i do but not the less is it necessary that now and again a man shall make a stand in his own defence he should never have sent me that paper here said the lawyer is the apology they propose to insert if you approve of it they will also pay my bill which however will not i am sorry to say be very heavy then the lawyer handed the doctor a slip of paper on which the following words were written our attention has been called to a notice which was made in our impression of the ultimo on the conduct of a clergyman in the diocese of broughton a joke was perpetrated which we are sorry to find has given offence where certainly no offence was intended we have since heard all the details of the case to which reference was made and are able to say that the conduct of the clergyman in question has deserved neither censure nor ridicule actuated by the purest charity he has proved himself a sincere friend to persons in great trouble they'll put in your name if you wish it said the lawyer or alter it in any way you like so that they be not made to eat too much dirt i do not want them to alter it said the doctor sitting thoughtfully their eating dirt will do no good to me they are nothing to me it is the bishop then as though he were not thinking of what he did he tore the paper and threw the fragments down on the floor they are nothing to me you will not accept their apology said the lawyer oh yes or rather it is unnecessary you may tell them that i have changed my mind and that i will ask for no apology as far as the paper is concerned it will be better to let the thing die a natural death i should never have troubled myself about the newspaper if the bishop had not sent it to me indeed i had seen it before the bishop sent it and thought little or nothing of it animals will after their kind the wasp stings and the polecat stinks and the lion tears its prey asunder such a paper as that of course follows its own bent one would have thought that a bishop would have done the same i may tell them that the action is withdrawn certainly certainly tell them also that they will oblige me by putting in no apology and as for your bill i would prefer to pay it myself i will exercise no anger against them it is not they who in truth have injured me as he returned home he was not altogether happy feeling that the bishop would escape him but he made his wife happy by telling her the decision to which he had come End of volume 2, chapter 3